come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad. Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I am your poltergeist, Kinsey. I'm your poltergeist, Donna. <laughs> your poltergeist, Adrian, and I just put candy in my mouth. This is your poltergeist, Adrian, who knew recording was starting and put candy in their mouth. Poltergeist, Debbie, said she was going to the woods, kind of reconnecting with nature, not really doing anything with technology, you know, just really Get, getting off the grid, getting off the grid. So I'm sure she's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So this week, because as you know, this year we are branching out. We're watching a lot more foreign horror films and, you know, just uh, widening our uh, horror palette, whatever you want to call it. Uh, We watched the Polish film from uh, 2020 called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. Netflix has it. uh, And for those of you that don't know what it's about, our good, good buddies at IMDb want you to know. This isn't actually a movie. I mean, you think it's a movie because it's presented as if it were a movie, but this is actually a social experiment being conducted by the University of North Poland on how crazy it will make you when the subtitles don't match the overdubbed dialogue. I can I can get on board with that. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> not even close. They don't even match at all. It's like the subtitles are an entirely different movie. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Well, they are definitely going to disagree with you. I'm not saying they're right, but they're definitely disagreeing with you. Oh, no, sure. It would invalidate the experiment if they told you that's what they were doing. A group of technologically dependent teenagers goes to offline camp and faces a deadly danger lurking in the woods. Okay. I mean, I like the offline camp part of that Uh, that that's my favorite so is it time to do the did you like it did you not part let's let's do it let's let's did you like it did you not like it i i didn't like it i started watching it last night and i am rarely too tired for horror movies at midnight but i went to bed and finished it this morning i also didn't like it and i watched it twice because i had I had a lot of hope that on the second view, it would make more sense. And I would go, oh, I get what you're doing. It did not. Okay. Here's the thing. I feel like this movie couldn't figure out what it was. Okay. So we started with the anti-tech stuff and I'm going to just blast right past our spoiler warning. Sorry, guys. So we start with our anti-tech stuff and we've got a fucking exorcism going on over the cell phones and you would think, okay, so we're either going to have a message that technology is good or we're going to have a message that technology is bad. One or the other. Did we? No. We, we got one that was basically technology will let you down if you don't bring a charger with you. And that's that's about it. That's that's the extent of that message. And then I felt like it was trying to pay homage to a bunch of other movies, but it didn't do that really well either. It kind of failed at that. And I'm going here's the extent of the credit I'm going to give them for that, which is that I think maybe there was some failure in translation, possibly. I still don't think it worked. And then finally, so we've got this, uh, anti-tech movie, possibly a pro-tech movie, I don't know, 
that transitions into a slasher monster movie that then all of a sudden there's a fucking meteor. <laughs> what the actual fuck? I don't know what this movie is. Donna, I'm going to need you to give me my soapbox back. You're way too riled <laughs> up right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my entire podcast content. There, we're done. Thanks. Thanks. For don't, read the line. <laughs> don't read the line. <laughs> All right. uh, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. It was just kind of, eh. I'm not going to, it's not going to be one I seek out. I, I do agree. It had a lot of good ideas with poor execution that just didn't work and it didn't know its tone but eh, it was saturday afternoon it was hot as hell i watched it and that's yeah also she did not look like sarah connor no and if you're gonna break terminator into this movie you had better do it right god damn it (laughs) um do we are we are we going into donna's terminator corner now (laughs) listen i played um mage the awakening with a group of people one time and you know i don't know how much any of our listeners know what i look like uh but um i look pretty white is the answer to that and one of the guys there found out that i liked x-men and then he asked me who my favorite x-men was and i i'm pretty sure i said gambit or nightcrawler because that's the truth but then for some reason he started going off about jubilee and he told me that I looked like Jubilee. And I'm certain that this was him like trying to hit on me, but I don't look like Jubilee. We are we are several ethnicities away from Jubilee. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't know what kind of spectrum I'm on to get several ethnicities away from anything, but there you go. <laughs> no. I mean, with with uh, this is totally off topic. With some with some costuming and makeup and a wig. And some inappropriate makeup. Yeah, but no. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even wearing a yellow trench coat or anything. Did you have the rock and 80s sunglasses on, though? That's That may have been... I did not. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. That was my, my attempt at giving, giving them a pass. If it was the sunglasses, I understand. Give these boys no credit. They were bad. Okay, well then they fuck them. Bad, bad boys. Fuck they were em. bad. Fuck <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Kenzie, did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, I my like I said, it's uh, it gets a participation ribbon. It tried really hard, <laughs> and it didn't quite stick the landing. But you tried, you tried. Um, you're you're not quite there yet. You didn't know what you were going for. And like I said, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. But it killed two hours on a super hot Saturday. How the fuck do you have that many Terminator references and not say, come with me if you want to live? Something lost in translation. And it would have worked in this movie because, you know, she lived, right? So if he would have stayed with her, he would have lived. Maybe. I don't know. But, but, but. I mean, he did stay with her. Yeah. Until he didn't. Until he went off on his own. But didn't she tell him to do that? She did. Absolutely. Okay. I'm right. just saying, when he separated from her is when he died. Well, but also if he hadn't done that, she would have died. Probably. I don't know, actually. Maybe she wouldn't have because they would have been together. And I don't like this movie, guys. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. I have so many questions. Like, can I can I talk about why anybody lives in these woods? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Why does anybody live in these woods? Why 
why do they why why don't the cops know about this why is the sex worker just totally cool riding her bike through these woods like that one dude lives there i mean they, so, so they meet that guy and he tells them the whole story of what happened and like okay first off how does he know the story of what happened how does he know that they saw a meteor because the mom doesn't even seem to know that and these these the slashers didn't explain that yeah these slashers don't seem to have the power of speech anymore so they i don't understand how he knows the story of what happened um and why why does he stay there why can't he leave what's going on in poland that he can't leave well apparently there's there's still nazis well okay there's still nazis but here, yeah, so. like that part donna you're that- american shut the fuck up <laughs> like we had a whole war about this just we- saying that part I, i'm not <laughs> that's the, that's my only not problem with this movie that part i'm like okay yeah yeah well so you did realize that guy was the mailman from the beginning right yes. okay oh um, i didn't yeah he was the mailman yeah which I, is because the thing is i figured that's how he knows what happened because i figure mom rescued him and then explained what was going on um but you're right there are certain things that mom doesn't know so yeah. how does he know um but yeah, that was the mailman. Um, oh, God. Let's talk about the poor gay kid. I mean, he was the only... We never do actually find out Zosha's backstory, do we? Um, I mean, sh- her parents died in a car wreck. Yeah. Car wreck. So that, that's all we really know, but we don't know, like... Oh, shit, they were distracted by technology. This is an anti-technology movie. Yes. Yeah, okay, go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, I kind of feel like he was one of the only, like relatable characters for sure and like i don't know his death seems stupid it was unnecessary like yeah. we, need, we need a we need a gore moment that's shocking let's bury the let's, gay yeah i gotta look something up uh lesbian gay bisexual and transgender people in poland face legal challenges not faced by non-lgbt residents the status Oh, the status of LGBTQ rights in Poland is the worst among Euro- European Union countries. Okay, well, that's that's why that's why he died in a Polish film. That's really upsetting. That is very upsetting. I really, well, this is this is a weird way to phrase this. I really would have liked to have known what the priest had in mind. I mean, I have an opinion what the priest had in mind, but I think that priest was going to rape him, Tana. That yeah, I think so, yeah I think so that's too, but yeah. Um, Sadly, that was what I thought as well. You don't usually pull out a ball gag. Just no, no. First off, we need to question why a priest has a fucking ball gag. Mm -hmm. Do we? I just figured that was. Sorry. I mean, honestly, any time that there's a religious figure in a movie and it's not like a happy Christian movie, I assume shit's gonna go bad. Same. So that's why I'm saying, do we really need to question the ball gag? I mean, um, uh, that seemed just kind of like a normal predatory uh, priest the behavior. Only, yeah, the only religious figure in media I trust is Bridget from Guilty Gear. I cut. I kind of like Don French from The Vicar. I don't know that one. Um, that sounds like adult television. <laughs> it's British. It's British. Um, she likes. She likes the same men I do. Okay. Okay. I was just going to go old school and say uh, F- Father Karras from The Exorcist because he seemed up and up. He had questions and uh, had some problems, but 
he was doing the best he could. So. I don't trust anybody in The Exorcist. <laughs> um, I will say two, there's two things I actually did like about this movie. One was the Nazis getting killed. I, I appreciate it. I mean, anytime you see some Nazis getting destroyed, I'm on board with that. Um, the other, on my second view, when the cop gets killed, they zoom in on his feet. And there's this detail I love, which is that there's a hole in his sock. There's a hole in his sock. I mean, who who thought to put a hole in his sock? <laughs> it's just a neat little detail that I that I really appreciated. A stupid little detail, but I really appreciate it. There, that's the extent of things I liked. See, and one of the things I did enjoy about this, I liked when they would show the woods, how the woods looked, and like just the trees at times would seem alive, like how they would sway and everything. Like that's why I say they, they were swinging for the fences. They just didn't quite hit it, but they had moments like that, that were really, really nice. The trees actually confused me on the first watch. And part of it was because I didn't have great resolution and I'm not sure if that was me or the movie, but uh, the trees looked like they were fading in and out. Like there was something invisible moving around in them. And uh, that really kind of took me down the wrong path about what, the, what was going on in this movie. Um, and I didn't, I didn't like it that, uh, that at the end of the movie, I'm going, but what was the invisible thing in the top of the trees? Um, when I looked this movie up, I found that it was apparently marketed as Poland's first slasher movie. Okay. So if this is not a genre, I, I, I have to admit that I've not seen many, if any, Polish movies. No, this was my first one too. This was my first. Yeah. So um, if I have, I didn't like clock it as a Polish movie or I had no knowledge that it was a Polish movie. And until that LGBTQ situation changes a little bit, I think it should be our last. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Um, but this being like their first, it makes sense that they would have a lot of trip ups and slip ups and mostly homaging other movies that have done this. However, I still feel like a movie should make sense. Yeah. And at least be internally consistent. Like this guy lives. So this mailman, apparently like, did he live in the woods before? Or did he move out to the woods to be closer to the thing that fucking almost killed him? I just, ugh. I just don't know, guys. I have, I, I'm so confused by like people like existing in these woods and 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 nobody knowing. Okay, I got another thing that doesn't make sense. Okay, Adrian, you and I have both raised human beings. Yes. So if you wake up and you can't find your little human, and then you find them in the basement eating a dog. Are you going to lock them in the basement forever? Or are you going to try to get them help? Well, I can't. Yeah, I wondered that. Yes. Um, I will give her some leeway on the initial locking them in the basement. Because if I walk in and I see literally anybody eating my dog and then they turn on me with blood in their mouths and growl, I will close that fucking door. And do whatever I need to to make sure that that door stay closed, stays closed until I get the help I feel I need. The end of that sentence is until I get the help I feel I need, which I will be using technology to call for immediately. Yes. 
Yes. Like, like right yes. then while I'm leaning on the door. Um, and now I understand that cell phones probably didn't exist. And again, here we're running into like, I don't really know what Poland is like, but the mother was still alive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so we're not, the mailman was a full blown adult doing his job and he's still an older man, but not that old. So what are we talking like the eighties when the kids went feral? My feeling was that it had been 10 years. Um, so we're talking the nineties. So we're talking 2010 cell phones. My fucking God. I don't know how time works anymore. So if like, let's just, let's go easy. Let's say the, these boys went off the rails 30 years ago. That's the fucking nineties. That's 1990. Like fucking wham didn't even exist anymore. I don't think. Um, so like she didn't have a landline or a car to like leave her house and go to somebody and say something bad has happened to my children and I need medical feet or feet to leave her house. Feet weren't invented until 2003, Donna. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, the emphasis was that she loved them, that she loved them. Yeah. Well, I think so. And maybe I'm giving this movie more credit than it deserves. And I know that I am. I think this needs maybe talking about the phones and everything like that. There's places here in the States where, you know, you get deep in the mountains. There's no landlines. There's no any of that. And I'm wondering if that is what we're experiencing on that. And then just not being that familiar with Poland, you know, like I, I, I don't know if it is, if it's some of it is just not knowing a lot about the country. And two, I know here, I mean, you get into the Appalachian mountains. I mean, that's not, that's not unusual. So now I do agree. It's weird as hell that she didn't get any help. Why the mailman's still living around. I get, I'm not, that's way over here, but I think it might be a demographic thing. Okay. So I can see that and I will buy that except for one thing. The cop took his sex worker there. Okay. That. What cop is going to drive for an hour to, to enjoy their sex worker? Unless, unless, unless. She, unless the sex worker lived out there and they're just, they're trying to get through. Cause she biked. She got on hey. the bike. She got yeah. on the bike. So that's not like. So let's, let's paint this picture and, and somebody who knows about Poland, please tell me if this happens. The sex worker in her full face of makeup leaves her house on her bike to bike through the woods, manages to not get eaten by these dudes regularly to go buy her makeup and stylish clothes. Well, the dudes are chained in the basement until yeah. the until, beginning of the movie. Yeah. So it's very easy for her to to bike and make her living and all of that. And she just got lucky that she missed them with the cop. She just, you know, good on you cop for finishing when you did. I don't think he did anything with her. I think he just had a conversation with her. That's why I said finish. I, you you interpret finish however you I, want. Yeah, I think he takes his sex worker out in the woods and talks to her. <laughs> I I I would like to like the cop was the one part of this movie that I did like a lot. He seemed sweet. And and I am primed to dislike cops. So he was a nice addition. The way he hugged Sosha up, I mean, 
I mean, he was like, no, I've got you. I've got you. You're safe. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, but. Um, right. And he believed her from the get and was like, okay, let's, you know. And why was she in the back? Why was she in the fucking back? I assume that's just protocol. Yeah, but man, I, I read a terrible, terrible story uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, this woman, uh, she was married to a cop and she had left something in his car and went to go get it out and ended up trapped in the back of the car and died Oh, because she couldn't get out of the car and she didn't have any way to call for help. Um, ever since then, I'm like, no, uh, uh, no. So if she'd had a cell phone, if she'd had a cell phone, she could have called for help anyway. Um, you know, was- like I mentioned this in Anna and the apocalypse, I'm just really not particularly into anti-technology movies anymore. Like that's just a theme that I, I I don't care about. And I immediately like your movie less if it's about that, because like technology is clearly important and valuable to the world. Are there downsides? Yes. There's downsides to everything. There's downsides to fucking books. Like, you don't need to have social media for people to spew fucking disgusting viewpoints and words because terrible books exist. Um, Fox News exists existed before Facebook. Places like that existed before Facebook. You don't need to have technology for things to be bad before technology existed. I'm sure there were toxic members of communities. There were probably some cavemen with really bad ideas that just talked to the other cavemen about them. I am 100% on your team with the exception that Facebook does make it a whole lot easier to spread that shit there. That's it. Before, if you had stupid ideas, you wrote letters and you 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 wrote letters to the editors and you called your friends and you send out chain letters and Counter maybe point. newsletters. <laughs> it is easier to spread that shit. It is also easier to spread the not toxic shit. Yes, it's, this is true. But people who like toxic shit don't go look up the non-toxic shit. It's true, but I think that you're more likely to stumble upon non-toxic shit or be exposed to it with the internet being as wide open as it is. And this okay. is why I passive aggressively like things that I know will piss off the people that look for the toxic shit uh, because I know it will show up in my feed because yep. that is how I roll. Um, so before realizing, I guess this was kind of anti-technology, I am thinking it was just a straight up slasher before it went wherever it goes. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I did... I did enjoy that they at least had an answer why nobody had cell phones. Like, okay, so it's an anti-technology camp. Fine. You know, thinking it's just going to be a straight slasher. It's like, okay, we're dealing with that problem. Because that is a problem with modern slashers today is the technology aspect. And and if you Mm -hmm. don't deal with that, like, hey, I can't get a signal out. Hey, everybody leave your phone, blah, blah, blah. It's annoying. It kind of takes you out. So be it a good idea bad idea aka bad idea at least there was an answer i would like to see more movies interested in deal in figuring out how to deal with cell phones rather than just getting rid of them yeah like why not like i'm in the woods and there are these mutated people killing my friends five of us are dead and then the cops being like lol what 
lol. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me so funny. Okay. I have another very, very important question about this movie. And that is, how the fuck do those overalls and shirts still fit? I always find it weird when movies or TV shows give us the younger version of somebody and we know it's the younger version of them because they have the exact same haircut and if not the same clothes, very similar clothes. And I'm like, are, is everybody in this world a cartoon character? <laughs> just like, uh, how, how, just how, how? They don't seem like the kind of people who are really interested in fashion or uh, appearance. So I'm not sure why. Maybe the mom just kept hoping that things would go back to that day. And so she just did everything she could to keep stuff the same. I could see that, honestly. I could see that it's like, okay, we're everything, whatever we did that last good day, that is what we're doing. This is, this is it. This is what we're, everything is going to be the same. It's fine. It's fine. That, that is a possibility because on my second, God save me, on my second watch of this movie, I noticed that the kids weren't wearing the overalls and shirts when they got changed. They were in uh, tank tops and underwear when they got changed. So. Yeah, because it's pajamas. Pajamas. So, um, you know, they had to get back into their clothes. So that's a possibility. One of the thing, one of the parts of this movie where it doesn't quite make sense to me. One? One of the, yeah. Um, you know, she reads in that story where they name drop the title and it's like, that's cool. I always enjoy when that happens, but it seems to me like there should be a parallel between the fairy tale and the movie. And maybe the, the story she's telling is something that's commonly known in Poland. And if I knew the stories and the different versions of the story, it would make more sense. But the way that it was presented to me in the movie, I just... It, it no seems, yeah, it seems disconnected. And see, this is another reason why I say there's a lot of, they had a lot of ideas that just don't work. Yeah. So I do think it's funny. So we're this camp that could be in Oklahoma, just for starters, is five days long. They're taking those kids on a three-day hike. It's like, we really don't want to deal with your little asses. So we're doing a three-day hike. That made me laugh. Yeah. Um. I mentioned the subtitles in the <laughs> opening. I want to get back to this. So I, I assume that the subtitles were created from a script that was given to whoever does subtitles. And then the people who did the dubbing were like, no, I'd rather say this other thing because a lot of times they didn't match. Um, and sometimes it was a minor little thing. Like, um, um, like there was one point um, the, the, the nerdy kid called out to Miss Isa and she said, yeah, but the the uh, subtitle said, I'm listening. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it was minor. It was a minor little thing. But the one that got me is when Isa is attacked in the basement. The line that comes up, let me, let me back up. What she says to him is, come on, you gross, pimply dumbass. The line that came up on subtitles was, come on, you pizza face motherfucker. And I just cannot imagine why if you have a line like come on you pizza face motherfucker you would not say that it is a super epic line and it is a missed opportunity 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you gross pimply dumbass is not even in the same. It, it's not, it's not in the same ballpark. It's not in the same sport. No. So this is not about dubbing, but this is going with now having information that this is their first slasher, Poland's first slasher. So it does make sense. One, why the brothers look like uh, Victor Crawley's fucked up brother from Hatchet. Why two, we get a tree kill a la Jason and they really drive home the slasher rules like that now because those are all notes that I had. And now those all make sense knowing it's like, oh, this is our first one. OK. Um, speaking of slasher rules, I assume Zosha was supposed to be considered unattractive. What? Well, because there was a comment about how the attractive people get killed or the unattractive people get killed. Hang on. What was the rule? The unattractive people get killed is what he said. Oh, okay. Which is a weird thing to say since most slasher movies do not cast unattractive people. Oh, I think that's where I was going with, with Zosho. I never mind. Zosho was very pretty, but I think she was supposed to be unattractive compared to the blonde who, I don't know. Maybe there are people that exist that would put on a full face of makeup and curl their hair before going into the woods. Um, I don't know any of them. Maybe maybe some mascara and a little bit of gloss with some SPF in it and put their hair in a ponytail. But I just want to know, like, the thing that I wonder is what was the weather like? Because it doesn't take a whole lot for my makeup to, like, melt. Mm-hmm, exactly. Just just the first hint of sweat. Oof, it's gone. Well, not just that, but, like, is, does she have it with her? Is she hiking with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, she's got a puddle of lipstick at the bottom of her bag. Yeah, that eyeliner is just going on real clumpy. <laughs> I guess it could be liquid eyeliner and not a pencil eyeliner, but still. Still, it's going to get some wear and tear. It's going to get some damage. Yeah. I will say, I do like their take on the, as they called it, the six deadly sins of horror movies. We've kind of talked a little bit about them, but curiosity, disbelief, confidence, the unattractive never survive sex and splitting up. So that was interesting. It's like, oh, well, okay. You guys have made that very specific. All right. But they're wrong. That's why I said there. I didn't say. (laughs) I mean, even just confidence. If you look at like the long list of like even Halloween, everything sucks for Lori Strode until she gets confident enough to kill Michael. Like confidence is the thing And maybe this is like, again, I don't know Polish culture, but is this like horror movies have so often been like morality plays and like trying to trying to show how going off the garden path will fuck you up. So is confidence something that's looked down on in Polish culture, I guess, is the question. Is that something that they're trying to like tell the audience don't do this Um, because in most slasher movies I can think of, the final girl only survives after she gets confident. In this one, it seems like confidence very regularly does fuck the characters over. That's true. That's yeah. how Ms. Iza died. Was yeah, like, I can, I can take this. I can get that cell phone. Yeah, Iza died because of it. Um, the boy, well, I mean, he died after sex, so whatever. Um, but, you know... Uh, the, the the little the little geek boy died because he attacked yeah the monster yeah exactly um so i just 
it feels like maybe it's one of the rules that they're that one one of the sins that they sins. Yeah. So I, I think that they are trying to make it that for their slasher movies, but it's not been that historically. Um. So this movie does one of the things that I hate when horror movies do: ugly equals evil. And we have what like, like our main villains are mentally ill. <laughs> like they're 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 not okay. Um, something has gone wrong with them. And uh, and I just don't like that. We can do better in 2021 horror movies. We don't need to go back to this. I agree. Yeah. Completely. Like they even have that whole scene where it just seems to be like, look at how gross these boys are. Mm-hmm. And I didn't enjoy that. Mm-mm. Nope. Like they even had that long lingering shot of the one dude scratching his boil that popped. And I'm like, why does this scene exist? What is the purpose of this? Oh, can I have a quick conversation about foxes that let you approach them? Please. Are they rabid? Rabid. If a fox (laughs) lets you get that close to it, it has rabies and you should leave it the fuck alone. (laughs) You're ruining everybody's dreams, Donna. We all just want to live in a magical forest where the foxes let us approach them. <laughs> Sorry. Man, I love raccoons. I love raccoons so much. They're so cute. They're so adorable. And skunks. Kind of a fan of skunks. I will never touch one. You know why? Rabies. But when I get my pet raccoon, you'll touch it, right? No. <laughs> Somebody has to vaccinate my pet raccoon, Donna. There's no FDA-approved vaccines for raccoons. Well, that seems silly since you can have them as pets. In some states, and in some states, you need to get licensed. Disclaimer. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, rabies. Mm-mm. Actually, I've looked up, um, and rabies apparently is common enough in Poland that they recommend that you should get vaccinated if you travel there. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, then I will just not be visiting any Polish woods. I mean, apparently that's that's a good plan, because there are meteors that come down and turn children into monsters. <laughs> but counterpoint their cops are pro sex workers and do do believe if you see weird shit and want to yeah. take care of you so i mean you got away one one cop what one okay one cop. fair 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 all right never mind um, fair. the fact that there are nazis wandering the woods is something i actually would have really liked to have had mentioned earlier i think it would have been kind of both an interesting distraction and um a a good application of Chekhov's Nazis if they would have mentioned them earlier. They did in the cop car whenever he, I don't remember if he's let the sex worker out yet or not, Yeah. but he gets the call and the thing that says, Hey, keep an eye out for so-and-so and so-and-so there've been yeah. people said they saw them in the woods just, but that was near the end of the movie. I'm yeah. saying earlier than that. If we had heard about them earlier than that, I would have appreciated it. I, I think I think it was the nice payoff when they got killed, and I think it would have been a nicer payoff if we'd had longer to worry about Nazis, drunk Nazis in the woods. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I probably could keep bitching about this movie for a couple hours, but I'm out of things that I have written down. Uh, the only thing I want to mention about this movie was the quote that cracked me up, and uh, it did not make a quote suggestion, but it was a contender. Which was, uh, do you want your sausage big or small? Because <laughs> I'm 12 and it made me laugh. <sighs> yeah, that was a pretty good one. 
That was a pretty good one. And then he picked it up with his bare hand and cut slits in it. <laughs> Camp's a weird place, Donna. Yeah. Uh, it was. So. All right. So do we have anything else or we want to move on to rule, poll, and quotes? I want to move on and forget that I watched this. All right. Then. I watched it twice. Why, Donna? I thought I would like it better the second time. Also, it's been a week and I had forgotten things. I don't understand that. Like, I don't know. I've, I, I, I have such a difficult time understanding you and Debbie who will like a movie more on your second viewing. Let me rephrase that. I have watched movies a second time and been like, oh, that wasn't quite as bad as I thought, but I don't like, like it. <laughs> I've never mm-hmm. watched a movie, hated it, watched it a second time and been like, oh, actually I was wrong. That was really good. I, I don't I, understand this phenomena. Well, like that happened to me with Fear Street. I did not like the first Fear Street movie the first time I watched it. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, I get it. I understand what's happening. And then I liked it a lot. I liked. It. I have recommended it to multiple people now because I liked it a lot on my second viewing. I'm so confused by this. <laughs> All right. Donna and Adrian, you guys have our rule kind of tag team there. Um, yeah i i have a rule which is if you're going into the woods you should bring a fucking walkie-talkie or a technology technology donna or a flare gun yes bring technology you're responsible for children you're responsible for children have a way to contact help mm. i would say that If you don't have technology or you're trying to avoid it for whatever reason, if you are responsible children and you happen upon a deer that has been mutilated and left there by not an animal, leave immediately with your children. If you can't find one of your children and you find blood on a tree, don't say it's sap and continue on your trek. Leave the forest with your children there were many opportunities to leave the forest with the children. And I don't understand why she didn't because she seemed really great and competent up until. I, I, I want the, to be her when I grow up. Do you? Cause she made some real bad decisions. Um, up until the bad decisions. I, I, I want to be her up until the bad decisions. Side note. I've just realized, do boys not look where they're peeing? <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, if that deer corpse was like behind a bush or in a shrubbery or something, it could make sense. But aside from there being trees, this was a pretty wide open space that that deer wasn't hiding behind anything. He just like walked 10 feet and blindly pulled his dick out and started peeing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, boys, I'm, I'm going to need somebody to explain this. And, and it had to have smelled bad. Yeah. Like there were flies. Did he not hear the flies? I just, uh. I don't know. And then they're also they're trying to tell us that he's the genre savvy one. Mm-hmm. For Poland. <laughs> For Poland. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> that sorry. was not a Polish joke in no. the traditional sense of Polish jokes. All right, so Adrian, you have our quote. Okay, I want to preface this by saying this quote's real good, but don't like make it trick you into thinking you want to go see this movie. They loved each other dearly and they were happy and everything was fine until one afternoon. It's a good line. Yeah. Also technically everything was fine that afternoon. It was the night when things got fucked. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, 
And Adrian, you also have our poll question. So why do people live in these woods? Why, like, these woods seem very populated and busy. I mean, there's a full-fledged priest there. Yeah, there's a fucking church. The postman lives there. The cop takes his sex worker there. Like, I mean, not his sex worker. He doesn't own her. Um, But, like, there's just a lot going on here. How long... Because they, they mentioned that this is somebody's second year in the camp. So, like, they've been here before. Mm-hmm. I think it was the genre savvy kid. It was his second year going. Yeah. yeah. And so I just, I can't figure out if, like, everybody in the town sucks. Or, like, the mom just really never told anybody what was going on and nobody was ever like hey i wonder what happened to those twins see this is why i say one this is it is the equivalent of here and people living kind of in the backwoods you know that you don't really you know there's people here you know that they may have a kid or two or seven whatever but you really don't know how many i mean they come into town every so often we know it's probably if the mom came into town it was just her um, to me, that's what this is with the woods. As for the camp, um, uh, one, I'm willing to bet the camp paid for that new church that the priest was building for one that he shows up in the nice car and does his exorcism on the cell phones. And I, I bet you it's one of those at that camp. I think that camp's not cheap based on, uh, the genre savvy kid talking about, him going like the video game thing that he was supposed to play in that was like a million dollars or something like it was so i don't think this is cheap and i bet you the town also uh is supported by the camp as well so that's why they live in these woods that is my my thought that makes a very great deal of sense in the case of the mailman i got the sense that he was there to watch over the situation like like he was there because he didn't want this to happen to anybody else. Um, that was kind of the the sense I got. Um, yeah. Apparently he was kind of a homebody, so I don't think he was good at it. But um, that was the, the feeling I got is that he was watching the situation for anybody else. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I could see that with him. Like, yeah. It just feels like one of those things where like, how were things going before the movie started? Have you guys ever watched the show Nip Tuck? No, I know it, but not a great show but like one of the things that i kept thinking when i was watching that show was just like what happened before this show started because it very much portrays these dudes as like these normal dudes and then the show starts and everything goes insane and i'm like what the fuck like they had normal lives and there's no distinct change here so what the fuck was going on and i mean i guess part of it is that the mom died at the beginning right like like the kids lost her the kids yeah the twins yeah, the twins. That's that's the that's the the catalyst is her de- death for them and um, being and being unleashed, if you will. But like, I don't know. It just uh, I don't I don't I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great movie. No. And and I will give some credit for translation. Small amount, very small amount of credit for translation. But it's not a good movie. It's not good, but knowing it's their their first foray into 
slasher, it it explains a lot. I'm not saying I'm not saying it defends it, but it explains a lot. <laughs> I, I want to make that very clear <laughs> that it's like it, it answers a lot of questions. Um, I can get like, yes, it does answer a lot of questions, but it also feels to me a bit like, you know, the guy that did heroes always talks about how he doesn't read comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, okay, first off, I don't really entirely believe it because he's too closely ripping off some comic books to have never read them. But secondly, he, you know, as the show goes on, he runs into problems that comic books have already fucking solved. Like, these are old problems that the, that comic books figured out how to deal with. And if he had read them, he would not be making the same mistakes if he read them as much as you should to do a show like Heroes. And so I feel like that's one of the things that's happening here is they're like, yeah, this is our first slasher movie. But at the same time, did they do any research? Like, like, like how the, the, the makers of this film, do they like slasher movies? How many have they watched? I know that we were homaging a lot of things, but the thing that we seemed to be homaging the most was fucking Terminator. And that's not a slasher. Did you want to make Terminator film director? Is that really what you wanted to do? I mean, that's fine if you did. So like even their homages are sort of all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I just, I don't know, man. You even if it's the first, this isn't like you're not trying to make the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Halloween here. Side note, you're in a world where they already exist and you're somehow worse than the actual firsts. That's it. That's the end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate your support. As always, thank you to our editor, Billy, who makes us sound fantastic. Thank you, Billy. If you're wanting to find us on social media, we are there. We've got a Facebook page, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We have got Instagram, which is Beyond Cabin. Same thing with our Twitter is at Beyond Cabin. I'm on social media. You can find me at Instagram or Twitter as at Callista77. I'm at Dragon Goblin. There's no I in Goblin on Instagram and Twitter. I am at, what's my twit? Twi- J- Junkyard Poet. That's who I am. <laughs> what's my twit? That's my twit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real tired, guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. I don't read the Latin or watch us. You know what horror is. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.